Good morning, I'm Pastor Ron, one of the pastors here, and this is our second annual Remember and Celebrate service. And thank you for being here. Instead of hitting the after Christmas sales this morning, bright and early, there's nothing left in the stores anyway. So, um, so this works. Sometimes it's easy to forget, right? Even yesterday, by the end of the day, did anyone like, who gave me that? Or, or you know, what, what did they give me? It, it can be hard just with everything going on to remember everything that has happened. And when we think back to a full year, the same thing can happen with what God has done and how God has worked this last year. A year ago, our theme was Remember and Celebrate, and that wasn't just a one-year theme. That wasn't just like, okay, we did that in 2020, and we're good now. We don't have to remember what God has done anymore. But that is a spiritual discipline that we should be practicing throughout our lives. And so we want to just work that into our rhythm at Village, that we want to continually remember what God is doing. Psalm 89, 15 through 17 says this, Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face. Basically, blessed are the people who know how to celebrate. Who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exult in your name all the day, and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted. And so we come today to practice this. And throughout the morning, we're going to be worshiping in song. We'll be reading some passages. But then we'll have some questions that we'll put on the screen. They're in the notes in your worship folder. And we would invite you to consider answering one of those two questions as we go through the morning. And I know sometimes it's hard to answer in front of people, but this is what the body of Christ does. We encourage each other with our words. We encourage each other with God's word. And so we want to practice that today. But as we think about coming to this morning, I want to just pause and reflect a little bit. How many times in the Christmas story and in the early church in Acts have we already seen people giving thanks to God or rejoicing in God? It's over and over and over again, right? I mean, right, right from Luke chapter 1, when Mary gets the news and sees Elizabeth, she says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. In Luke 2, the shepherds, they returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as had been told to them. These were not just to themselves. They were telling others. They were proclaiming. Forty days after the birth of Christ at the temple, we had Simeon praising God for what he had done. We had Anna praising God. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all the peoples. She did not depart from the temple, Anna, She was worshiping and fasting and in prayer night and day. And she began to give thanks to God and to speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. The Magi, when they came sometime later, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They fell down and worshipped Him. Then opening their treasures, they offered Him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So it just is infused in the Christmas story, that of joy, that, that of rejoicing in what God has done. And that's an example we're to follow. The early church, we saw in Acts 2 they were doing that. They were praising God, having favor with all people. In Acts 3, the lame man that was healed, he leapt up and he stood and walked and he was praising God. And all the people who saw him walking were praising God. 
In Acts 3, he clung to them, and Peter used that as an opportunity to praise God for what he had done in his salvation. In Acts 4, we saw the same thing, and and the, the leaders were even afraid of the people because everyone was praising God for what had happened. And it goes on and on and on. And so we want to continue that tradition. We want to continue what the early church did, what, what those people at the nativity did, and praise God this morning. And so we'll, we'll sing a couple more songs here, and then we'll start with the first set of questions that are in your notes, and we'll bring glory to God. And so be thinking, what are a couple sentences you could share that would help us and help encourage each other to bring glory to God? Let's worship is to celebrate the King and remind ourselves that He reigns forevermore and bring glory to Him. And Throughout our morning, we'll divide our sharing up into four sections that all go along with one of the reasons we celebrate that we studied last year. And the first is to lift God high, to make Him big in our church. And so we celebrate what He has done. Psalm 105, 1-5 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Tell of all His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that He has done, His miracles, and the judgments He has uttered. So we want to start by giving testimony to who God is, His greatness, what He has done and in rejoicing in that. That's a powerful testimony to others as we say, this is what we see about God. This is how we've seen Him work. In 2 Corinthians 4.15 we read, For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more, as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. And so we want to increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. As we, we share questions and as we share with each other, one of the things that I want us to, to really think about is how does what I'm about to say give glory to God? And so this isn't a time to, to say, you know, I, I got the, the best parking spot at Rouse yesterday. Praise God. Um, this is a time to reflect on who God is and His character and how we have clearly seen Him work. And as we do that, we'll encourage each other. Also, I know kids are still in the room. We'll be dismissing preschool in a little bit. But I wanted you all to hear this first part. And kids, you're allowed to share too. You're part of Village. You're an important part of Village. And especially as we think through the questions, I'd love to hear what you've learned about God and how God has worked in in your life. So what we'll do is we'll have um, Pastor AJ and Pastor Andrew with mics that they'll go around and um, help you share. And be there so that way you don't have to come up front and um, be up here. But and, and then I'll just share some of the questions. The first one is just a fun one to start with. And what was impactful to you about the incarnation? What about the Christmas story has meaning for you and why? And so if someone want to start us off, and kids, you can answer this too. Um, what about the incarnation makes a difference in your life? Let's just go deep right from the start. Someone want to be brave and start us off today? Uh, in our community group, we've been watching The Chosen. And uh, along with that, the incarnation, it keeps getting reminded over and over again 
how much God loved us so much that he became human. And it's hit me more and more each time that that's been shown is God being human. That's a big deal. Like he really wants to understand us so much so that he did something as simple as became a baby. And it was such a, a simple thing. Like he was born like anybody, any, anybody else. He, he had to cry. He had to do a lot of things at the beginning and understanding how much that means and how he's showing he loves us has been huge. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. And someone else back there, Coco. One of you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're trying a new way. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, as I think about, um, as a mom, um, or even you just love people, you love babies, I think as a mom, when you kiss your child, is one of the most glorious moments and you're, you're transferring your love onto that child and you, you're, you're trying to express how much that child means to you. And, and it's, it's just like a, a, a love string, you know. And to me, years ago, and I don't know where, but I read something that when, when Jesus came and was born as a baby, when, you know, God chose this to happen, it was God's way of kissing us and that he loves us so much that he wanted to show us that love and how special we were to him and he knew everything that we were and what we had done we're going to do but yet he was choosing to love us and it was presented in a kiss and the kiss was jesus Mm. on Mm. earth and that just really struck me and and it's very important to me every christmas and i'll say like thank you lord for kissing yeah. us. Thank you for your kiss. Yeah. Sorry, I'm Amen. bushy. No, showing his love. Also, if you're watching online on either Facebook or um, YouTube, type in any comments or responses you have, and the guys will be monitoring that and share those as well. Everyone, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, I guess um, I just, I sit in awe um, thinking about I mean, I can't even fathom it, but Jesus in heaven, perfection, you know, his majesty, just everything that he was. And he, he leaves it all behind to come and, and be one of us. And so it just, it just blows my mind to even try to fathom what he left behind yeah. purposely and intentionally Amen. to come and be one of us. You can keep answering that question, but on the screen there's a couple more questions. How have you seen the Holy Spirit direct this year? How have you seen Him work? Has He given guidance? And, and maybe how, what have you learned about the character of God this year? And so these move beyond Christmas. But in 2021, what have you learned about the character of God? Maybe how have you seen His love or presence or greatness or protection? Um, we'll add those questions in. I had something about the last question. Um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus sweated blood. And I know that from growing up in the church, and I've heard that. And I always thought that was interesting. But it wasn't until just like two weeks ago that I actually learned that um, clinically, the times that people have sweated blood have been while they're having a panic attack. Mm. And 
I've struggled a lot with panic attacks and anxiety and insomnia the past year. Um, and just having a hard time knowing how Jesus would relate to that. And um, like you say, Jesus came and he understands us because he lived it. Well, he understands what I felt because he had the same experience if he was in such a state to sweat blood. And that just was really impactful for me to realize that. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Someone else. So to the question of how have I seen the Holy Spirit direct this year, um, after this is our eighth year here at Village and me teaching Bible study, and every year God has been so kind and gracious to kind of give the plan probably by June of what we're doing in fall. He was extra kind and gracious this year to not give anything this summer. <laughs> and um, so he took me so deep to the edge of my faith to depend on the Holy Spirit in a way that I have never had to. Um, I was terrified to have to stand before the ladies potentially and to say, I have nothing because he hasn't given it to me. Um, but I never had to do that because each week he showed up. Even if it was Wednesday night, he showed up and, or Thursday morning. That did happen one week, ladies. Um, but what he taught me during that time of surrender and deep dependence, um, and I could share that with the ladies, and he, he showed up every week, the lessons. I, I would just sit there and go, wow, God, you did this. It's not me. It's not me. You did this. And so to see his faithfulness and his love and kindness that um, I would not have chosen this road to do it, but I'm very grateful to him because um, I think all of us are walking in a deeper dependence on the Spirit because of this road. So give him Amen. praise for that. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, thinking of how to follow the Holy Spirit, I think, is one of the toughest conversations to have. But it's one of the, um, I think, most fulfilling to see him work and to follow him in that. One more in this section? What have you learned about God? Maybe a favorite attribute of God. Um, this year, um, my brothers, they got, um, one of my brothers, Jojo, he got a double ear infection and there was a, and there was a lot of crying in the house. So I was, and I was scared. So I asked God to help them heal, but then it spread to Isaiah and then he got it, but it was only one. So I prayed and then he helped them heal them. Because God answers prayer, huh? And he cares about those things. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing with us. Let's worship again the next song and um, then we'll get to the next section of questions. Thank you for sharing. Amen. We have much to rejoice in our Lord. That's what this morning's about. And so we want to go to the second section of sharing. And another reason we know biblically why we give thanks, why we rejoice, is that God uses that to form us spiritually. He uses that to transform our lives and to, He uses that discipline to help us grow in Him. And so we want to remember and celebrate God's work transforming our lives. 
Colossians 3, 12 through 17 says, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. All of these things are character traits that God wants to develop in us. But then you move forward to verse 15, and he says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And three times in a row, um, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul says, one of the keys is giving thanks, being thankful, praising God. In fact, it calls us out that when we get together, we should be doing that to each other and saying what God is doing and sharing what God is doing and encouraging each other with those words. And so that's what we want to do. Even our challenges prune us and God is using that to help us grow as we're being sanctified degree by degree every year. And so we want to ask some questions in this section and have people share again. And um, we'll, we'll ask all three questions. You can answer any of them. But one of my favorite questions is, what's a favorite verse that has encouraged you this year? Or a favorite passage out of God's Word? And you don't even have to explain it. If you just want to share the verse, and that's fine. But there's something that is really a blessing to me as I hear God's people sharing God's Word with each other. So what's a favorite verse that has encouraged you this year? Maybe what is something God has taught you this year? And how have you seen God work through His church this year? Not just village, but through, through really challenging times, I believe God is using His church in this world in some amazing ways. So a favorite verse or something God has taught you or a way that you've seen God work through His church this year? Who wants to start us off here? sharing in my Christmas cards to uh, people that I love um, verses that have used as a weapon. God says we're to put on the full armor of God and we need the sword. And I often say, is your sword rusty? And sometimes mine gets rusty, but I try to stay in the word. And I go to uh, Psalm 91 is my psalm that I love as my, my go-to for, for my sword. And uh, no evil shall befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he has given his angels charge over you to, to guard you and lift you up, lest you trust, uh, what is it, uh, strike your foot against a stone. And then Isaiah 4, uh, 54, 17 uh, God says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and probably most of us have been saying that for years. But do you really believe it? You have to believe that that word God has given you as your sword to fight off the enemy, especially in this time when there's so much fear and sickness around us. Amen. Amen. Someone else. Luke 2, 10 through 11, that one. I, that's my favorite verse. Turn. Someone else. Something got us a couple here. 
Though I can't think of how many times uh, this verse uh, has come to mind this past year, but in Acts 3, chapter 1, Peter and John were going to the temple uh, to pray. They were going about their normal routine, and um, I don't think they were expecting to perform a miracle or anything like that. They were just going about their normal routine, and um, the lame man asked for money. They didn't have any. We don't have that, right? So, but but what we do have, right? And he gets up and he walks. And so that had just throughout the year come come to mind as even each day as I go to work, um, I try and start the day as I'm like driving and say, Lord, help me to reflect your glory in everything and prepare me for whatever you have planned for today. Because I like to have my kind of my month a theme for my month and planned out each week planned out each day I kind of know what my A list is my B list and <laughs> so I'm a pretty detailed planner and but I always I've realized over the years God has his plans <laughs> and he intervenes with things so if something comes up unexpected something I didn't expect something you know a disaster or whatever or something I didn't expect my response more has been okay God what now? Thank you, Lord, for bringing this in, into my life. Now, what do you want me to do now? And it's just been constant throughout the year, and I'm very grateful for that. Amen. Thank you for a good word. So I have a couple verses. Um, first in Hebrews 12, uh, verse 3, Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And then in First Peter chapter 4, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Um, and for me, those verses this year have just been a redirecting of how I view the struggles and the trials and um, finding ways to rejoice and praise God because his character doesn't change no matter the circumstances. Yeah, thank you. Praise God his character doesn't change. We can trust him and rely on him. Some back there. Something that God has taught me this year is that you can't always depend on other people to help you, but you have to lean towards him so that he can teach you and love on you. Amen. And then I, I, have, I don't have a, a specific verse for this year, but one that I like a lot is in Galatians. We, I think we all know it well as a fruit of the Spirit. One of the things I like about it is if I think I'm doing pretty good, I could just check out, check that list and see how, how I'm not. <laughs> and something God has taught me this year is just how, um, how unfaithful I can be to him. Anyway, the verse is, uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no, no such law. It's just nice to be reminded, I, am I, how am I doing on that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good word. Day by day, degree by degree, we grow in those things. One, 
Their descendants will serve him. The next generation will be told about the Lord. They will come and tell a people yet to be born about his righteousness, what he has done. You uh, commented this morning, Pastor Ron, that you wanted the young ones to be in here to hear adults share what God has done. So it's not just my mom and dad in the living room when we pray at night. It's everybody in God's church. Yeah, amen. There are a couple passages that have really, the Lord has just taught me in a new way, even though I memorized them when I was a little kid. But one of them is 2 Corinthians 5, 21, that says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And just that in a way, this over this last year, God has just really helped me to believe this in a new way that there's that because of Jesus, I'm fully accepted and fully forgiven by God because all of my sin has been put on Jesus and all of his righteousness has been put on me. And another passage that uh, talks about this in some ways is the beginning of Ephesians. Um, in Ephesians 1, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ." as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. And just with that, that all of Christ's righteousness is on me and all of my sin is on Christ, that call that God has given each of us to be his children as kind of our primary identity and that it's not dependent on what we do. It's not dependent on what I do or don't do, but that God is that my identity is, is as his child. And it's something that, that I've known since I was little, but in a new way, it's this grounding truth for me. Amen. Amen. So what a blessed exchange, right? Our sin for his righteousness, that, um, nothing like that. Thank you for sharing. One more. I feel like this is a lesson that I've uh, been taught over and over and over again in my life, but um, I always struggle with the idea that God provides. And um, early in our marriage this year, um, money was tight. I didn't have a job, and there were times when we didn't really know where the next check or whatever was coming from, but... Every single time we were running low on money, something unexpected would happen, like a really late tax return check or another (laughs) stimulus check, something, and it was always the perfect amount of money. And it's just something that I always struggle with. 
and something that gives me anxiety. And God is continually teaching me that lesson. And I'm so grateful that he provides for us. Thank you for sharing. I think as we share those things and celebrate what God has done, it reminds us so that way we remember it for the next time. But he is faithful and he provides, which is a wonderful thing. I love that song because it is real. It, it's, it's authentic to me that we live in a broken world and we deal with broken things and we are broken people. But God in His love and mercy is changing us and growing us to be like Him. And one of the, the reasons, the third reason that we've studied of why we celebrate is to remind ourselves of God's faithfulness. Because that helps us then in future difficulties And so we want to remember and celebrate even in hard circumstances, even in challenges, how have we seen God work? And the more we rehearse that, the more we will understand that in the next set of circumstances because we have a a history of God's faithfulness. As we share with each other, we have a joint history of God's faithfulness. So as God has been faithful to you, that encourages me. And as God has been faithful to me, that encourages you. And that is one of the the beauties of how God has designed His church. In Psalm 42, 4-6, we read, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. And that's what we want to practice in this section of remembering and celebrating. Even in difficulties, we choose to remember God and we choose to remember who He is. And so I want to open up some questions that, that we can answer and encourage as we point back to God. How have you seen God work through and be glorified in difficult circumstances this year? Now, maybe no one's had any difficulties this year. That'd be awesome. Um, I suspect we have. But how have we seen God work through those things? How have we seen Him glorified in those things? And how has your faith been strengthened and encouraged? Maybe by, by God's work in your life and His faithfulness. Or maybe by someone else's testimony of God's faithfulness. How has your faith been strengthened and encouraged? And then maybe is there a way that God answered prayer this last year that we want to remember? How has God answered prayer? So this is the, the more challenging section I think of sharing. Because it's most personal. But how have we seen God work through hard times? And I think it fits here. um, So Jean said, Seeing friends have a greater thirst for God's word and the desire for fellowship with others. My heart rejoices in our church family and their encouragement this past year. So I I think the difficult times um, bring us together. They can either divide us or bring us together. And and she sees that they have. Amen. Someone else? Up here? Sharon, if you want to go first, and then we'll jump up here. 
Psalm 62.5, my soul, wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. I haven't always been silent in my waiting, <laughs> but to those that I've asked and shared with, there's been encouragement, hope, and people to come alongside and pray, and I believe that that's how God has been with me, when my hope is in him only, and I've been directed to him and encouraged by him and see him working constantly. Amen. Hello, hello. There we are. Um, As some of you know, I've been dealing with uh, long-haul COVID since um, August, beginning of August, still dealing. And for the time when it was there, you have barely enough energy to get from your bedroom to the living room. Um, and all you can really do is just kind of sit. Um, I, I found that I was having trouble seeing God. Like, I know he's, I trust in his character, but I, for a while I was just having trouble seeing him because all I could see was the COVID and the fatigue um, and no end in sight. So, um, sorry. So um, this year God is my sustainer through everything, through not knowing, through... And not just through that, but he's been my strong sustainer this year. So I wanted to share. Thank you. Um, I think an important verse uh, to me this year has been, um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that has been completely evident in my mom in her struggles. Um, she, um, she is just a constant reminder of just the Lord providing, um, continuously. Um, the endurance that I've seen him provide my entire family with this last year has been amazing through, um, her constant struggles of pain and, um, not being able to get from her bed to the living room most days, um, missing being able to be here, um, uh, going to do, you know, social things, working, um, seeing his providence in, you know, social security, uh, 20, uh, 2020 was a very difficult time for my family financially, um, and just over and over again, seeing him, uh, provide, up until um, July where we wouldn't know, you know, where, you know, the next rent check is going to come from and things like that. And just every single time it being taken care of. Um, and I think for me and for our family, seeing um, through it all, through the pain, through um, her normal daily struggles, and then on top of it, um, new uh, health struggles um, of just added things of, you know, tendonitis in the elbows and things like that, that it's very frustrating for me personally to not be like, why? Like, (laughs) on top of everything, there's just, you know, a new thing to deal with. Um, uh, uh, Having um, kind of an incompetent lawyer dealing with her Social Security case, um, which is why it was a two-year process and not, you know, and a very quick thing. Um, And through it all, the one who is going through the most pain and struggling the most, my mom, 
is the one who is reminding us to find joy in the Lord and that that is her center of strength. And I have been so inspired and encouraged by her and her strength that she just continually points to the Lord always. And I think that's something that I'll carry with me the rest of my life. And I'm just so grateful to have her um, as that example. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes when life is the hardest is when we have the sweetest joy of feeling God's presence and feeling His arms around us. Someone else. One there and one there. One way my faith has been strengthened is through music. Um, it's There was a time when, back in the spring, when I was so completely overwhelmed and anxious, I could not even think. I didn't remember that you guys were here, that you loved us. I didn't remember we had support and friends that we could reach out to. All I was, it was like just living moment to moment survival mode. There was not even a thought of who we could ask to pray for us. And one uh, one night when it was just really bad, I was just suddenly had a, um, a song taped up on the back of the bathroom door. I'm just completely overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what to do. And I saw that song. I thought, I could make a playlist of songs. Like, oh my gosh. This is, <laughs> like, I couldn't even think straight to know that music could minister to me. I made that playlist, and I listened to it. Um, until I fell asleep. And then after I woke up, I could think music again. I could hear music again. And there was a song. And just gradually there was a playlist of different songs that were just really impactful. Um, just remembering who I am, who God is. And even in difficulty, when it seems like there is no way, God will make a way. Um, and one of those songs was Waymaker. I don't know if you know that song. Uh, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. And um, I played that on the guitar every night for the boys before they went to bed. And it's like that was like the that anchor that was I was holding to. Like I don't see the hope, but I know that God is going to make a way. And now I can say on the other end of it, like here we are, several months on. Um, I can see hope, and I can see that God is making a way. When back when it was so dark, I was just holding on to those songs. And just trusting, even though I, like, I don't feel like I have the faith, but I know that I do. I know that like God needs to help me find that faith. Thank you. Kim. So I was having some difficult times at work and um, challenges, and I uh, foolishly, stupidly, um, impatiently followed somebody's... Uh, um, advice and tried to work it out and that just kind of made it worse but um, a couple of days later something happened and it completely turned it around um, so you know even when I'm unfaithful God is there being faithful and taking care of me just another example of times throughout the years that he's just done things that if I would have tried to do it, it would have never happened. But then the way he, the only way I could see it working out is just through his grace and mercy and yeah. faithfulness. Man, God is faithful even when we struggle. 
Sam. So uh, this year we lost my mom, uh, my stepmom, and uh, there was a long period of time where her health was declining and declining. And one of the things that we saw through all of this uh, was how differently people react to stress and then ultimately to grief. Uh, and it's easy to be critical of people for not wanting to do things my way, right, <laughs> or the way that maybe the rest of the family wants to do. Uh, and so I was reminded just everyone grieves differently. And uh, we, we helped a friend the last two years with dealing with grief over the loss of his wife. And we realized that, that God uh, works things out differently for each of us. And so our expectation of people just quickly coming to the same point uh, is really not wise. Right? So seeing how God changes the hearts of people slowly over time uh, so that we could be unified uh, at the end was really just something God did. Amen. Last one in this section. Matthew 14, um, 29. So Jesus said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. <clears throat> and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. I first learned this lesson years ago at Yugo, and it's been amazing how the Lord continues like an onion to peel lesson after lesson through it. And there's so much, there's such richness in there. But a few things that um, over the last few years, you know, it's been challenging. Um, it's when I start, it makes such a difference who we're looking at. If we look at Jesus like Peter, the thing he was able to do, walk on water, but because he was focused on him. And, uh, but verse says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, so Peter took his eyes off of Jesus. So he was looking up, he took his eyes off, and now he's looking horizontally and realized, I'm in the middle of a storm. What am I doing? And I'm going, that is so me. And so it's like when I'm feeling the weight of everything that's happening and the worry, the fear, the anxiety, the anger, whatever, it just weighs on us. And then we take our eyes off of Jesus and then we start to sink. And then it's like the overwhelmingness. And, 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 I, and so I catch myself like I feel overwhelmed. I feel I'm sinking. I'm like, look up look up it's not about the circumstances don't look at the wind don't look yes you're in the middle of the storm look up and Personal put your Christ. eyes on jesus yeah. and and sometimes it takes like Kristen says you know just just being still listening to music uh putting on and it's just like i have to look up to get through this i can't breathe i don't know what's happening next 
but it makes such a difference what happens in the storm if we're looking up at Jesus or if we're looking horizontally and, and letting circumstances overwhelm us and sink us and overwhelm. So that's been a treasure for me, and I hope it's a word for somebody. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, one more. I just want to publicly thank God for having his hand on me and on my doctors. I recently went in for a very simple surgery, which started on a Friday morning, and I woke up Saturday evening. It was only a two-hour surgery, and then I was supposed to wake up. And over a two-week period, required 10 units of blood, because I was just basically bleeding to death. But God led the doctors, showed them what to do, and now I'm fine. And I just want to thank him for that. Well, it is good to give thanks to God for these things. Um, one of the reasons why we, we ask these questions, um, did I say, okay, one more, one more, sorry. <laughs> Deb, Debbie in the back, I think. Oh, we have a couple. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Let's share. Go ahead. Is it working? Oh, there we go. So, um, hi, MD. Most of you know, maybe you don't, I don't know. I was in an accident that um, my doctor said could have killed me. And um, it was about a year and a half ago. Um, and because of it, I was stuck in bed. I'm a very independent person. This killed me. Um, I can't stand having anybody doing anything for me. I have to do it for everybody. And this was something that God was like, okay, this is your time to sit, to be still, to know, and come spend time with me. You've been going too fast. It's time to spend time with me. And so during that time, I had to literally wait upon the Lord, wait upon my family, um, instead of waiting upon them in that manner. Um, I couldn't walk. It was a trial just to be able to get to church on Sunday morning. And um, this recently... Um, God just said, okay, it's time. And I just, I got up one day and I was still hurting and something um, came on my playlist and I just started dancing a little. I'm like, this doesn't hurt. Okay, let's dance some more. And I was able to finally start moving to be able to do more than just get out of bed, sit on the sofa for an hour and then say, okay, I'm done. I have to go back to bed now. And it was just absolutely miraculous, literally from one day to the next. The doctor had been trying everything. I'd been going to physical therapy. Nothing was working. And then finally it was just literally in one day I was better. And a lot of you have been asking, like, how's your leg been doing? I'm so much better. Thank you all for asking. Thank you all for your prayers. And, and I just praise God that he just showed me, okay, you need to learn to depend on others, to depend on me, and, and 
for me to not depend on myself all the time. And that was just absolutely amazing. And I just had to share that with you all. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Debbie. In in regards to the question, how have you seen God build his church through difficult times? In his church with the saints here at Village Bible Church, and there has been some difficult times this year. And I'm just so grateful and thankful that we as a body, being his church, have survived and are still together. Because there's a lot of churches that did not make it this last year. And even though there were some different opinions on how we would go through this time with COVID and masks and all this other stuff, but we are here. And I'm so thankful to be able to come and see the sweet, sweet spirits. And I've seen this church grow, and I think trust more than ever in God's sovereignty. And it's just been given me a new love for the people here in his church. Praise God. Thank you. You know, as we, as we share some of the difficulties we've been through, it reminds us with 150, 200 people that God is faithful. And that I, whatever we go through, we can hear other stories and how God has been faithful and how God has brought people through the, the dark nights of the soul and the challenges. You know, as a, as a pastor's, we have watched our church this last year, and it seems like the spiritual attacks have been on steroids. I mean, just left and right, people going through thing after thing after thing, probably more than I've seen in all my years here. And Satan is trying to stop his church, or God's church, not his church. Satan is trying to stop God's church from doing God's work. But as we celebrate and, and use that to turn to God and trust God and acknowledge his faithfulness, it becomes a way that we more and more allow others to see who he is. And so thank you for doing that as a church. Let's worship some more as we, we praise God for who he is. As we're worshiping these next two songs, in your worship folder there's a card that is a Remember and Celebrate card. And it asks, what have you seen God do this year? How have you seen him work? Maybe a lesson he's taught you or something that, that you have seen his character in action and last year, I know we came and put them on the tree. This year, I'd like you to fill them out and put them in your Bible. And I'm going to assume that you'll see those before next year because you'll be in your Bible throughout the year and study. But use that then as a reminder throughout the year of something God has done to remind you of His faithfulness, to remind you of His care, to remind you of His love, of His power, and that His work is going forward and nothing will stop it because the gospel is unquenchable. So as we sing, you can fill that out, but let's worship our Lord as we, as we come to a close this morning. Amen? I agree with you. That's really the key as we talk about things we're remembering and celebrating and difficulties, going back to who wins the battle and that we, we go through them with God's help and always pointing back to God, bringing glory to God. And that brings to the, the, the third thing or the fourth thing of why we remember and celebrate, it's to show a lost world in darkness who God is. It's a way of, of showing a world that, that God gives hope, He brings life, He brings salvation. And so we celebrate the joy and hope God gives so we can shine brightly to others. See, as we celebrate, it encourages not only our own faith, but in the faith 
of those around us and it shows Jesus and the life he intends to give to others. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that's us, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so we have been called, we have been brought in, we have been adopted as sons and daughters to proclaim his excellencies. And if we never take the time to thank him, if we never take the time to praise him, we aren't proclaiming his excellencies. Peter goes on to say, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. The psalmist in Psalm 71 says, O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those who come. And so remembering and celebrating isn't for us. It is part of what forms us, but it's also to proclaim God to others that need him to encourage each other, to encourage those that don't know Him with what God is doing. Oh, there's nothing like sharing how God works and who He is in your personal story to help others come to Christ. We're going to end our our time today and and we're going to move to a time of prayer. And what I want to do is as we end, before we sing our last two songs, spend some time praying together as a church, praying that God will use us to shine brightly to others. And, and one of the ways we do that in our prayer, we can give thanks to God. And what I'd like to do is sort of popcorn prayer where just anyone that wants to, a couple sentences. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you for this attitude. Thank you for being this. And then also praying that God would use us as a light for Him. Especially this next year as we continue through Acts and keep the main thing the main thing. May we be showing Christ to a lost world. And so I'll start us off and then popcorn prayer and then I'll close. And we want to, then we'll close with a couple worship songs together as we remember and celebrate who God is. Let's bow our heads. Lord God, we thank you for your excellencies. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. Even though we are a people that don't deserve it in this fallen world and in our fallen state, Lord. But yet your love and your grace have been given to us through your son. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness in every situation that you always show up, God. Lord God, thank you for being a great shepherd, the great shepherd. Lord, thank you for forming your church as your body. Lord, help us to continue your work that you started on earth. And then you gave your Holy Spirit that we would continue that. And so, Lord, I pray that we as a church would be able to proclaim your excellencies this year, proclaim them well. I pray that you would help us each to have someone we are praying for in our lives, that they would come to know you, that, that we would have opportunities by your Holy Spirit to share the great news of the gospel with them. Lord, may we see souls come to you this year. May we be faithful to your message and who you are, Lord. We praise you and celebrate. We remember what you've done, Lord, and celebrate that today. In your name, amen. We'd like to stand and end our time together with some worship and just praising God with all of our hearts.